Welcome to Square in the Circle, the podcast where I chat to creative business owners to see how they balance the art and the business. Actor and creative coach, Corrie Leger. Welcome to Square in the Circle. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd like to start um, with a discussion about uh, control, really, and how much control business owners, creative business owners, have control or or maybe we don't maybe that's a discussion but um it was a social media post you did and it was really interesting so uh, it was all about control but the main difference between having a target and Mm -hmm. a goal um so what's the difference between the two yeah absolutely so I like to think of um the things that we're working towards in our creative businesses as creators as um you know, as artistic people, they can fall into two categories. They can be either a goal or a target. And oftentimes targets and goals are linked together. So a goal is something that you have complete control over, or let's say 90% control over, because there are always things that can get in the way of pretty much anything. But a goal might be, I'm going to finish my manuscript, or I'm going to you know, I'm going to produce my short film or I'm going to get my demo reel for acting finished. Those are all things that are primarily within your control to complete. A target, on the other hand, is something that you're working towards that you might not have control over. For example, I am I want to get into this particular film festival or I want to book a co-star role on this TV show or I want to get into this university or this training program. All things that are really important to define for yourself because it can affect the way that you approach the goals that you have, but ultimately those targets are behind the decision of somebody else. Somebody else needs to decide that your film gets into this festival or that you book a role on this TV show or that you get into this institution. So while having those targets in mind can really inform the way you approach the things that you're working towards, having that as something separate from the goal itself is really important because it's so easy to get discouraged if we feel like we're doing everything right and yet we're not reaching our quote-unquote goals so by having those two things separated you can set goals that you can actually complete and fulfill yourself that you have autonomy over while keeping the target in mind so that you're still moving in the direct the right direction towards that target towards the thing that you truly want and i suppose um focusing on the short term builds that momentum yeah, exactly. The idea is that we want to keep that momentum going because it keep the momentum going in a way that you can see that you're moving forward. It's so easy in creative careers, especially if we're focusing solely on targets, to feel like we're spinning our wheels and like doing all of these things and not making any headway towards anything. And that can be really frustrating. Um, there's so much invisible work in creative careers. There's so much that happens behind the scenes and under the surface that is building towards these targets that you want to achieve, but it might not feel like it if you don't know how to define that work for yourself in a way that you can see the invisible work that you're doing. I like to, um, I heard this 
forgive me, I also have a science background, so I get a little nerdy <laughs> about science stuff sometimes. Um, but I heard this analogy and I was like, it, it finally made invisible work make sense to me. So maybe this will resonate with you and some of your audience members. Um, but if you have an ice cube and you put it out and measure the temperature of that ice cube, it's not going to change until it reaches zero degrees Celsius, until it reaches 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So while the temperature is increasing from wherever it was, you know, negative five degrees Celsius, whatever, the ice cube does not look like it's changing, but the temperature is rising. It's not until you hit that threshold where it starts to melt that you see the results. But there was something happening beneath the surface. You just couldn't see those temperature changes as the ice cube crept closer and closer to that melting point. That's invisible work. That's what's happening under the surface. Things are changing. It's just really hard to see them. And is that why people, so focusing on your um, creative coaching role, is that yeah. why people come to see you? Because they, because so, I think so much of, running a creative business is celebrating the small wins if you can because you're yes. just on the you're on like a, a hamster wheel essentially and you're not really taking it in reflecting and thinking oh I've achieved this today or I've achieved that today mm -hmm. um whereas if you've got a coach if you've got an outsider they can remind you of all these things yeah that's definitely a big part of it I would say you know, people don't always know that that's what they're missing, but it is something that I bring to my coaching that has a huge impact once they start to recognize it and start to implement it on their own. Um, I love uh, encouraging my clients and anybody really to adopt a habit of writing down your wins when you can. And I personally write down three wins every day. Um and they can be so tiny and they can be personal. They can be part of your creative career. I definitely encourage trying to find those wins within your creative career, because like you said, it's, it's about finding those little, those little wins along the way. Anybody can see the big wins. Anybody can recognize like, oh, that was a huge achievement. But what are those little wins that you might not even notice? And certainly people outside of your industry, family members or friends who aren't in the same world as you they don't recognize. So um, I come from an acting perspective and a lot of my clients are actors in the on-camera world. It's so, getting an audition in a specific casting office is a huge win, a huge win, the audition itself. And yet to anybody that isn't in the industry, they're like, oh, you didn't book it? Like, you're not gonna be on the show? And it's just that the connection doesn't make sense to them that that audition was something that you've been working for towards for years, sometimes building relationships. Um, and so having somebody in your corner who is there to remind you to look at those wins, to celebrate those wins, big and small, it, it can have a big impact on your mindset. And mindset is huge when you're approaching creative work. So you mentioned mindset which um, the longer I'm in business, the more I realize actually, of course, there's loads of important things, but that is one of the most important things. Um, yeah. 
Um, and it's a difference between running a successful business and not, I think, because having that mindset just to carry on um, and put one foot in front of the other, um, because you get so many knockbacks, especially in the acting, you know, the, the higher 99% of acting is dealing with rejection, isn't it? I, I suppose, mm -hmm. but um, widening that out to creative business owners, is exactly the same. So um, yeah, what, I suppose, what things can you share in terms of, in terms of mindset, um, day in, day out. Yeah. I mean, like you said, mindset is such a complicated and, and tricky, but imperative thing for creative business owners. And regardless of what field you're in, creativity can be so vulnerable in any medium and being able to consistently be vulnerable, even if you're facing rejection or just silence, just, you know, you put your work out there and you get crickets in response that can be super disheartening and frustrating and having tools in place and people in your corner that can help with your mindset to bring you back down and reconnect you with the why of what you're doing so what what is the reason you are in this creative business because chances are it's not just to make money right? If there are lots of ways to make money, and if it was just about making money, there are more, there are other ways of making money that are more of a guarantee. Not that as creative business owners, we shouldn't strive to make money. Of course we should, that it's a business, right? It's, it's something that you are doing for a living to try to make money. And one of the mindset things that I work with people on is boundaries and knowing what you're comfortable doing and what you're not comfortable doing. And having difficult conversations around money is one of those boundaries, making sure that you're not working for free when you've surpassed your apprentice apprenticeship. There we go. <laughs> making sure that you're not working for, uh, for no money when you've passed your apprenticeship stage of your business is is so key, but it's such a difficult transition for a lot of creatives because we think, you know, oh, I, I just care about the art. I just care about creating. And that is so valid and so valuable, but it's not the only thing that's important. And that's just one mindset piece. I mean, mindset is, it's so broad. It's yeah. so yeah. like you could, we could spend the entire day talking about different different mindset um can like not concerns but different mindset areas that are important to focus on and to practice and it's an ev like i am by no means a mindset guru expert it's a constant a constant what's the word i'm looking for it's something that you want to constantly be working towards and mm -hmm. and working on mm -hmm. um and having people to help facilitate that so that you can stay vulnerable and you can stay a, a competent business owner. Um, having mindset behind you that validates your worth as both an artist and a business owner is so key. Yeah, tot totally agree. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, you could spend hours and hours and hours yeah. talking about because um, mindset is such a, <clears throat> excuse me mindset is such a broad term isn't it um mm -hmm. and it obviously is, is is so important so you 
you said there um working out your why as a business which is is very common now isn't it um after i think the original book was simon Sinek, wasn't it was talking about working out your why for the business have you worked out your why for the business and has it changed over the years yeah so I have a couple different businesses, right? I'm a, an actor and a voiceover artist, and that's one world. But from a creative coaching perspective, I I found my why, more, the most solid why I've ever connected with after my kids were born, after my son in particular. He's my, my two-year-old. Um, I knew that I wanted to give back to my creative community with the skills that I had while also creating a business that fostered the lifestyle that I knew that I wanted to live with my family and with my children. Um, and so for me, my why is coupled with what I want out of my life, which may sound selfish, but I don't think it is because I think that if I am coming from a place of desire in my own life, I am bringing that to my clients. I am bringing that passion to my business and it only strengthens my connection to my business and to my clients um and so i want to model for other people and encourage other people to be comfortable living their why not the why that the industry tells them should be their why not the why that their parents or their friends or their spouse or their partner tell them should be their why I think so often in um, in the creative sphere, especially in industries that are very competitive, there is this expectation that you should be striving for this one definition of success. Like you are not successful until you reach this milestone or this, you know, this level of accomplishment. But that's not always what everybody wants in that field. And to tell somebody, well, this is the only way that you can reach success is it can it can be at odds with what they want in their life. And that can be really jarring and create this friction between your business life and your personal life that kind of stutter steps you in both areas um, and can hold you back in both areas. And until you can define that and be honest with yourself about what it is you are truly working towards, what it is you truly want in all areas of your life, you you are going to continue to have that friction and that, and you might not be able to define it. And when you can't define it, you can't address it and work towards alleviating that tension. When my, um, before I had kids, I kind of looking at my acting career, uh, before I had kids, I knew that I wanted to be a working actor and I knew I wanted to have kids. I wanted to be a mom. But what I was always told was success as an actor was these insanely long days on film sets or, you know, massive Broadway tour, like Broadway runs or tours. And I had a really hard time, like, seeing that life for myself where I'm on set, like, 12, 14 hours a day, five, six days a week with being the type of mom that I wanted to be, somebody who was present and um, able to, you know, go to my kids' softball games and stuff like that. 
and I never realized how much I was at odds with myself until until I kind of took a step back as um, actually COVID really was when I took a step back. I also, I found out I was pregnant the week New York locked down and I lived <laughs> in New York at the time. So I was like, cool, cool. Lots of change all at once. Um, and I was like, okay, well now I really need to figure out for myself what I want. And I was able to address my acting and my and my parenting vision for myself to find a way to marry those two dreams into one life because I'm only one person I can't live this acting life over here and this mom life over here like they have to work together they have to be in harmony with each other and when I was finally able to recognize that and shift the way I was looking at things to reflect what it was I truly wanted like in my heart and in my gut everything changed for me and on the outside, it might look like nothing changed, but everything changed because all of a sudden I felt so much more grounded in my work. I felt so much more aligned. And that's when I actually leaned into coaching as well, because I realized that if I was feeling that way, I can't be the only person who was feeling that way. And I wanted to give other creatives permission to have their own vision of their creative life and not rely on the definitions of other people to define what success is for them, to define what their ultimate dream creative life is. So that leads perfectly on to the next question, which is um, how how important is having clarity in not only your business, uh, what you in in your life of course but your business is part of your life like you were just saying so yeah as a, as a creative business owner i think that uh having that and of of course it shifts depending on um where you are in your career but having that clarity is so important um i presume i presume you agree with that and when you're 100%. working with and when you're working with your clients um what are the kind of struggles around clarity yeah that's a great question. Um, so I actually have a framework that I use when I'm talking about goals with clients when we're getting clear on clear clarity on their on their goals that they're working towards. And it's creative. And I won't go through all of them because obviously creative is a long word with a lot of letters. Um, but the C stands for clarity. Uh, so for me, clarity is probably the top, like the most important thing that you need to find in order to start working towards those creative goals and ultimately the creative life that you you want to build for yourself. I find that when I say like, okay, let's work on your creative life and finding clarity with that. It is such a big concept that people's eyes glaze over a little bit and they're like, what do you mean my creative life? Like that's huge. Um, so we start with baby steps and looking at your life in the different domains of life. Um, you might've heard of something called the uh, life pie or the wheel of life. But basically the idea is you've got different areas of your life. Um, for example, personal, financial, environment, career, play, romance. There's a bunch and different, different coaches and different websites will define the different categories slightly differently and break them up slightly differently. 
But I find that looking at, you know, first looking at the different domains of your life and defining for yourself what it is you want in each of those areas, whether it be a short-term goal, like I want to pay down my credit card bill, or a long-term goal, like I want to retire at, you know, 50 and be able to travel, um, which may be a long-term or short-term goal for people at various points in their life. But for me, that would be a long-term goal. Um, First, you get the clarity around the different domains of your life. And then you kind of take a step back and look at that big picture and, and see, you know, how do those ideas fit together? And that's the foundation of starting to create your vision of your dream creative life. And when I say your, your vision of your dream creative life, I literally mean something that you can look at, something that you, you know, or read, whatever medium works best for you. I know people who make collages and I know people who have a bullet list of what it is they want and everything in between. Um, everybody kind of connects with different mediums and feels inspired by different visuals. But I personally have like a description of my dream creative life that I read every morning because it reminds me what it is that I'm working towards and helps me connect to my purpose. It's it's kind of like a purpose for life. And I want to be clear that this isn't just like a list of giant goals that you're working towards so that you can check things off like, okay, got that, got that, got that. I have things on my dream life that I'm constant, I'm currently living and continue to live. So for example, I've got a list of what our family like values are, um, creativity, passion, exploration, freedom, um, to remind myself, like, these are the things that we want to continue to instill in our children and practice as a family. And it's not something I can be like, okay, achieved that check. Like, it's something that is always going on. Um, and then as far as clarity within goals themselves, I find that sometimes people create these beautiful, what they define as goals for themselves that don't have anything tangible to them. So for example, something I hear a lot, especially at the beginning of the year, is like, I want to, I want to be happier or I want to feel more fulfilled. That's a beautiful aspiration. But what does that mean? Really? How, how, how do you achieve that? How do you work towards that? And how do you know when you have achieved that if it is a one-off goal? Um, so that's where clarity comes into play. What does that actually look like to you? How does that actually manifest itself in your life into something that you can be working towards? Because if you say, I want to, you know, I want to be more successful or more fulfilled. Okay. What steps are you taking towards doing that? How do you go about doing that? If you don't know what that really means to you, then it's really hard to figure out what the steps are to work towards that. So that's where clarity comes in. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. It's, um, it's, I know that when I had, this was a few years ago, I had a, a session with a business coach. Um, and I thought, I thought my, my business was doing, you know, okay. I was, I was reasonably happy. 
And then he said to me, it sounds such a, a weird question um, in terms of it was such a eureka moment. It's such a simple question. But he said, you know, what, what's your target for next year? And I said, and I, and I did that thing like politicians do where they don't know the answer. So they just sort of give this really woolly answer. And I said, and I said, um, oh, well, I'm, I'm not really thinking about my goals or targets. I'm more process orientated. I didn't even know what that meant, really. Um, and and he said no, but what what you know he really kind of pushed back. And after that, after that session, I was thinking, yeah, now what is what is my target? And then everything works backwards from that. So just that one simple question um, really gave me that clarity for that those those few months. So I think it's if anybody out there is thinking, you know, uh, or maybe they're slightly unsure what direction to go, you know, taking a step back, like you said, thinking about the goals or, or the targets or the aspirations and it, it can make your thinking slightly clearer i think so thank you for yeah, that of course um so if you were if you were coaching yourself um what what are the few things that you would sort of say yeah you do that really well but also what are the things that the the coach cory would say you can improve on that it's so funny you ask me this because I constantly say I need a me for me. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the things that I am really good at helping my clients do, I need somebody to help me do them because it's so different to force yourself to do something than it is to help somebody else do something. And I know the value of all the things that I teach, but without the accountability of another human being holding me to it, sometimes it's really hard to implement which again, I think speaks to the value of having a coach in your corner because that is built in accountability. But not to skirt your question, I will actually answer it now, I promise. <laughs> um, it's funny. So I immediately started thinking of all the things that Coach Corey would be like, okay, we need to work on this and this and this. And now I have to take a step back and be like, yeah, I need to celebrate my wins too, just like I tell my clients I need to celebrate my wins, their wins. Um so I would say the things that I do well as a creative business owner is um, I do really well at defining my goals for myself, making sure that they're attainable and breaking them down into their action steps and their timelines. And I do really well at recognizing the difference between what I have control over and what I don't have control over and trying not to take things personally that I don't have control over. You know, I can, I don't, I don't decide how many people follow me on Instagram or how many people, um, you know, listen to podcast episodes I am on or sign up for my email list or from an acting perspective, I don't decide who casts me. I don't decide who gives me an audition and, um, but there's plenty that influences all of those targets that I do have control over. And so I'm, I'm most of the time, I will not say always, everybody has their moments, but I, I do actively work to be kind to myself, but honest and fair with myself about, am I doing the things that I, I do have control over to work towards the things that I say that I want? And if I'm not, doing the things that I should be doing and I know that I I could be doing to work towards the things that I want I'm I'm pretty good for myself at troubleshooting 
and figuring out what I can change in order to make that happen. So for example, in my acting world, um, I'm in the process of looking for new representation in a new market. Um, and I have been procrastinating on this forever, like forever, way too long. And I kept being like, okay, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it. And I would set the goals and then I would blow past the goal because, you know, <laughs> something else came up. So I finally was like, I need accountability. I do. Like, this is, this is the only way it's going to happen is if I have accountability. So I reached out to another actor that I knew was in the same boat. And I was like, hey, let's be accountability buddies. And we are. And I've in we literally met for the first time last week. And I've already made more progress than I had in the year prior to working with or prior to collaborating with this person. Amazing. Yeah. 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 From a what what could I do better? Um, I like many multi-passionate creatives have lots of projects in my head all at once. And despite the fact that I am always touting like focus on one to three things and and finish those before you move on. I find myself jumping around a lot and I have a really hard time being like focus on this one thing and see it to completion before you add something new. And I fully believe in the value of focusing on one to three, you know, one to three goals at a time, but it's not easy. Mm. And I, I get that. And I get a lot of resistance from my clients around that. And that's why, that's why I think it's so important to have somebody that you are working with that can hold you accountable to being like, I know you're really excited about this new idea. Table it for three weeks until you finish this other thing and then jump into it with all of the heart and love and attention that it deserves. I have a script that I've been toying with for like two years, but it hasn't ever made it to the top of my goals list because other things keep kind of pushing it down and pushing it down. And I just, you know, I've, I just had a kind of moment to reflect with myself and was like, no, that script is really important to me and I need to start to prioritize it. And that means that other ideas that also might seem really important to me need to wait for a little while. And that's okay because I will get to them. I have the chance to get to them later. But if I keep trying to do everything all at once, I'm never going to make progress that feels good to me on any of these projects, mm -hmm. on any of these goals. It's going to take forever and I'm just going to be frustrated by the process. Constantly working on that. Yeah. Well, like most things in the business and personal life, it's always it's always work in progress, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, just before we go on to the the last three questions. Um, and thank you for your time, Corey. It's been a really good of chat course. so far. So thank you. Um how do how do people's uh, quote unquote seasons alter how you coach them? And when I say seasons, I mean, maybe they people see you at the very beginning of their career, maybe at the end of their career or even sort of halfway through. Um, how does that alter the way you speak to people and how you coach? You know, I find that no matter where somebody is in their career, there are some things that are constant accountability is invaluable regardless of where you are in your career needing to have clarity and um definition and getting all of that figured out for yourself both from your 
life and business perspective is invaluable no matter where you are in your career. So there are some constants no matter what. I would say the biggest difference in working with somebody who's maybe on on the newer side, a recent graduate or jumping into a new career versus somebody who's been in the industry a long time is the jargon and the language that they know around their industry Um, and the amount of breaking down the basics of an industry. So sometimes people will come to me who are very new in voiceover or acting or actors who want to create their own work for the first time. So maybe they've been acting for a long time, but this is the first time they're producing a short film or something like that. Um, In those situations, I find there's a little bit more how-to coaching versus the bigger picture mindset coaching that tends to come more with people who are established or who who have been in the industry for a long time and and understand the ins and outs of the industry, but are frustrated by lack of progress or by um, reaching kind of a a standstill in their career. Maybe they've reached certain milestones, but now it feels like they're, you know, hitting a glass ceiling that they can't quite break through. so the how-to versus bigger mindset, I noticed that the there is a little bit of both of those no matter where somebody is in their career, but the the amount of one versus the other kind of shifts depending on how far along somebody is in their career. Mm. I also find that after the how-to is figured out, that's when mindset becomes even more important because when you're new... The how-to seems like the thing that's going to fix it. Like, I just need to learn how to do this tech thing, and then I'm going to make it. And then when you learn the how-to of the tech thing, and you don't get the results that you were hoping for, because now you realize that there's all this other stuff that you need to learn how to do, or you need to address from a more internal perspective, that's when it becomes important to have grounded mindset practices because there is a lot of, I don't want to say waiting, but there is a lot of patience that comes with creative careers because it's not always going to go the way that you want it to. Maybe you are somebody who has just had an incredibly successful creative career and everything seems to be going great. That's wonderful. I promise eventually something will happen where it feels like you've reached a stutter step um, or things aren't going exactly how you want. And if you don't have mindset strategies in place to get through those moments of slow progress or seemingly no progress, that's when people quit or burn out and have to step away for five, 10 years. And we want to avoid that. We're looking for longevity and stamina in creative creativity perfect thank you that's a great answer um okay on to the final three questions the first one being um how do you find well we kind of discuss this a bit but how do you define success and what does it look like for you in your business yeah um so for me success is about you know, success is about how I feel about the harmony between my business and the other aspects of my life. I am very much 
maybe call it I'm very much millennial in the sense that I I value hard work and I value the progress and the accomplishments I achieve in my businesses, but I also value my life. I'm not working just for the sake of working. I want to be able to spend time with my family, with my kids. I want to be able to play and travel. And so for me, success in my life is tied to the success of my business in the sense that it's important for me to be living to the fullest the life that I want holistically in all areas of my life. Mm. Um, and so well, which is why I don't use any kind of metrics like this many clients or this much income as the sole definition of success. Of course, I have those targets and those goals, right? But if I only defined success by those metrics, then I might reach those metrics and realize my personal life is completely out of alignment and it doesn't feel successful at all. Mm. It's about having that that joy in where you are in life and and not just continuing to push towards a new target, a new goal, but enjoying the process in moving towards those goals and targets. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and then for your chosen profession, what is the book that has had the biggest impact on you? Uh, I love that you're asking this question right now because I am actually in week two of The Artist's Way again. So for those who don't know, The Artist's Way is a book by Julia Cameron, um, but it's really more of a course on creativity and creative recovery. So it's 12 weeks long, um, and it's I've gone through the course and the content of the books five or six times now I think this is my sixth time going through it the first time I wrote my my directorial debut film I hadn't written anything in years I forgot I mean when I was a kid I wanted to be a writer and public schooling erased that from me like I hadn't written since I was in high school and all of a sudden I was writing again I was like wow um I also did it after my son was born and it allowed me to reconnect with my creativity. I went through a bit of a, a lull as I think many new parents can understand and empathize with finding that new role as mom and how it worked with the rest of my life was tricky, especially when you throw a pandemic into that um, and to move. Um, and going through the artist way again helped me reconnect. And it was actually when I went through the artist way when I really started leaning into my creative coaching because I was like, oh, this is this feels so good to me. Like being able to help other people find this clarity and this peace with their creative self. Um, I wanna be, I wanna be doing more of this. So now I'm going through it again with a group of clients um as well. And we had our first call two days ago and it was amazing. Like it was so great. Um, so if you haven't read the artist's way, I highly recommend getting it. It's so good. Mm, yeah. That sounds, that sounds really good. And actually another question just sprung into my head yeah. is that we were talking about why earlier mm -hmm. and you, and then just a second ago, you said, you know, it totally sort of transformed the way I was 
thinking and your sort of your frame of mind. And so is it possible that your why could just be how you feel about your business, how how you sort of get up and feel day to day about what you're doing in your life? Could that be because although it's slightly woolly in terms of there's no clarity there, going back to what we were saying, it's if you can get to a frame of mind where you feel comfortable and you feel. um, What's the word I'm looking for? when you you know in harmony i suppose with everything that's happened that that could be a why couldn't it absolutely yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. having having clarity can come i mean i think that is clarity even though it isn't necessarily tangible mm. um in the sense that you can like point to something and be like that is you know that is harmony you know it for yourself like in your soul you can feel when that is true for yourself so absolutely i think that that can be a why for for your business and and your creative journey as a whole yeah i love i love the i love the 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 sort of thought of the again relating to the why the invisible work that mm-hmm. that happens but also the invisible change of that mindset that can that from the outside literally your business is exactly the same but from the inside it's it's totally changed just from just through a change of thinking or something within your business that no one outside would see but you know um and then it just feels right basically yeah absolutely and i find working with a lot of actors i find that when actors reach that point where they feel more aligned with the process and just like embracing the journey of being an actor that's that's when the bookings come because there's none of this desperate and nervous energy anymore you just start grounded in who you are and that's that can be very attractive to people not in the like physical sense but in the energetic sense like you can literally bring people into your world with that kind of calmness and clarity and and groundedness mm-hmm. and also goes back to i would think um the the sort of the law of attraction basically isn't it is that if you're if you're focusing on certain things your brain has an incredible way of bringing those things or you noticing different things um, and then you can act upon those so um it all goes back to what we we're saying doesn't it you know you, you have that clarity and then your your brain will sort everything else out <laughs> exactly it's amazing like you said with the law of attraction if you if you're like i'm gonna look for cobalt blue all of a sudden you see cobalt blue everywhere if you apply that same idea to your creative pursuits and when you have the clarity around what it is you're working towards suddenly opportunities that work towards that pop up left and right and it's not that all of a sudden they're there it's just that all of a sudden you're open to seeing them absolutely excellent all right Craig. well we've come to our final question but just before that um where can people find you online yeah absolutely um so i'm on instagram primarily at creating with Corey. Corey is spelled c-o-r-r-i-e um and i'm also have my website is creatingwithcory.com. perfect thank you very much so on to the last question then um in one sentence what one piece of advice would you give a person starting in your industry tomorrow? Now that can be, I suppose, the acting industry or the creative industry as a whole, whatever you like. Um, 
you know, I think this applies to all creatives. Um, your community is everything. Having a community around you that is supportive, that is encouraging and positive, but also that will give you that accountability that you need. So not somebody who's just going to blow butterflies at you all the time, but people who will also hold you to the things that you say you want to do and people who can give you guidance, people who are farther ahead of you in your industry and people that you can give guidance to who are, you know, maybe a step or two behind you. Having that community around you is everything because so many creative careers are about collaboration. And if you don't have people that you can collaborate with and support and have them support you, it can be really lonely. It can be, you know, I I have a friend who um, is a writer and a book coach. And before, I, I think that it's easy for people to think of writing as a, as a solo venture. You know, you got this image of, or maybe I have this image, I'll speak for myself. Um, I used to have this image of people sitting at like a desk in, you know, a remote cabin in the woods, like hacking <laughs> away at their novel. Um, but that's not, you know, some people do have that as part of their writing process, but eventually you need to bring people into that world. You need to have people read your writing. You need to have people champion your writing. You need to get feedback and you need to, as I'm sticking with the writing career, you need to experience the world in order to then reflect it in your writing. So my biggest piece of advice would just make sure you have a community around yourself that is supportive and encouraging and lifts you up. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Squaring the Circle. If you want to support the show, you can do two things. Number one, you can subscribe. And number two, you can leave a review. Thanks very much and I'll see you soon.